The Olympic Channel podcast is brought to you by Bridgestone, worldwide Olympic and Paralympic partner, a founding partner of the Olympic Channel. Olympic Channel podcast. My name is Ed Knowles and this is the official Olympic Channel podcast. Alana Melius Taylor of the USA is a three-time Olympic medalist in bobsleigh. After a stellar career, Alana considered leaving the sport, but since giving birth to her son Nico, she felt invigorated and wanted to continue with her athletic career. Since the last Olympics, her friend and rival Kaylee Humphreys has switched to represent the USA too. Evelyn Water spoke to Alana about that, plus finding balance in her career, the new Olympic discipline of monobob, and her activism. Eve also brought her son to the conversation too. Olympic Channel Podcast. Oh, wow, Nico. <laughs> See, look, oh, Nico. Juanito. Wow. Oh, he's so cute. God. Oh, he's touching him. <laughs> One is touching his face. <laughs> no, you can't. He's not here, baby. He's not here. <laughs> All right, let's carry on now with the babies. He refuses dad. So you're from California, and bobsleigh isn't quite the sport people think of when they think of Cali. How did you get into the sport, Elena? Yeah, so I was born in California and then raised in Georgia. So I was born in 84, where the LA Olympics was, and then moved to Georgia, where the 96 Olympics were. So Olympics has always been in my blood. So I've always had this Olympic dream that I want to be there one day. Like, I can do this. So the question was, how is it going to get there? So I grew up playing softball, played professionally, played collegiately, all with the intention of trying to make the Olympic softball team. Had a tryout and did absolutely horrible. Like it was the worst tryout in the history of tryouts. Mm -hmm. So I didn't make that team, but I still want to be an Olympian. So I was like, what can I do? Well, my parents had seen bobsled crazy enough on TV. And they were like, hey, maybe you could try this. They're looking for strong, fast, powerful athletes. You could try it. So I was like, sure, why not? I Googled it, emailed the coach, and they invited me to try out. And that was yeah. 15 years ago. Did you have any early Olympic uh, role models? Oh, my gosh. I had so many Olympic role models. Um, I was a huge Jackie Joyner-Kersey fan, um, Dan Jansen on the winter side, Bonnie Blair, like so many. I remember just even sitting in my living room watching the 96 games and the 96 games for the U.S., like all the women's teams did so amazing. And then watching the women's gymnastics, watching Carrie Strug lay in her ball, like those memories are ingrained in my head forever. And, and that's part of the reason why I love the Olympics so much is because it was sitting around as a family and watching week after week those games. Mm. And tell us, what does it feel like when you're at the top of the run and people pre-COVID times are chanting for you? Do you have nerves? Are you calm? What's going on in your head? Being at the top of the run at the Olympics is one of my favorite moments of all time. And so it's in that moment where, for me, I can hear the crowd. I can hear everybody going off. And, and it was weird in the last Olympics, like I could specifically pick out my mother's voice. And it was pretty cool. But I take all that <laughs> and I absorb it. And I just love it so much because at that moment, at the block, like anything can happen. You could either become an Olympic champion or you could, you know, crash out in our sport. Like anything could happen. And so it's all encapsulated in that one moment of nerves and excitement. And it is my favorite moment of the games. My favorite moment of all time in bobsled is those moments at the line. And yes, 
COVID times, it'll be different. Like it won't have that crowd. So maybe I'll have to wear iPods and, and get the crowd in it or, or something like that. But, you know, it is definitely one of the things I'll miss this year about the games. Mm. And you're a three-time Olympic medalist and a four-time world champion. What's the secret to your success and consistency over such a long period? One of the secrets to my success has just been the people I surround myself with. So mm-hmm. I'm fortunate to have my husband who also competes in the sport and he is the greatest teammate anyone could ever ask for. And, you know, he also coaches me. Um, he's one of the most positive people I've ever met. So to have that as your teammate and your partner in life, like that's huge. But then also I have, whether it's my physical coaches or anything like that, I just make sure to surround myself with positive people, um, surround myself with people that I, I'd want to be around with if I wasn't bobsledding. So that way, I have as much positivity in my life, as much people uplifting me as possible. And now let's talk motherhood. You took 2019-2020 season off to become a mother to Nico, who had a fight, who had to fight very early in his life. You know, he was in intensive care unit and was diagnosed with Down syndrome. Given all the extra complications with COVID, how did you find the process of returning to ICE as a mother? You know, I don't think anybody uh, postpartum, you know, it's not an easy transition to go from uh, being a full-time athlete to now being a mother athlete or athlete mother, however you want to phrase it. But I think the biggest thing is you just have to take it step by step and day by day. Um, COVID definitely threw a mix into everything because before I thought, you know, if I need to get a workout in, I could I'd take him to daycare or a babysitter or his grandparents' house. But after COVID hit, like none of that was the same. Not only could I not do that, gyms weren't open either. So how was I going to train and be a mother with all of this? Like it's it's been a complicated dance ever since. But mm. with COVID and with needing to be more careful about um, who he's around and everything like that, like it made the most sense for him to continue to travel with us and continue to travel with me and my husband. Um, so we can take care of him. Um, and I've been breastfeeding this entire time just to continue to give him the biggest immunity bang for the buck as possible. And if I, as a vaccinated person now can give him any kind of immunity, like I'm going to do whatever I can to make sure he's protected. And so far it's been heck and crazy, but it's been a lot of fun too. So, Mm. you know, I wouldn't, traveling around COVID times, you know, obviously if we had it our way, we wouldn't have to travel as much, but mm-hmm. part of being an athlete is getting out there and racing. And so fortunately we've been able to do so in a very safe manner and, and with, as a family. And what is it like competing as a mother? Cause I'm still struggling to find my balance as a journalist and a mother. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know that there's any single day that it's going to be like completely balanced. Like, Oh, I spent 33% of my time with Bob said 30% of my time with my husband and 33 with my son. Like <laughs> I never really think it's ever going to be that balanced again, um, yeah. regardless if we're the athlete or not. But what I really try to do is when I'm in the moment, when I'm with my son, I try to focus and give a hundred percent of myself to him. Mm-hmm. And with him, when, when I'm with my husband, I try to give, that focus to him and kind of segmented it out. So it might not be an exact perfect percentage every day, but as long as they get whatever I have to give them in the moment, then I'm going to, I'm going to walk away the day knowing I gave everything I could. Yeah. And in what way has Nico given you a new sense of motivation ahead of the Olympics? 
Oh my gosh. Nico is my biggest motivator ever. Um, so coming off of the 2018 games, I was very excited with my performance. Um, I was very happy with how I did, but I wasn't really sure what was next for me in bobsled. Um, so I competed that next season um, and it didn't go well at all. It was a yeah. miserable season. I was really not sure if I wanted to continue to try for 2022 games, but lo and behold, we had Nico. And then I had this new sense of purpose. I wanted to show him that if you have a dream, and for me, it's always been to go after a gold medal, that you can go after it regardless of any challenges, regardless of anything that comes along. And wow. so it now has become about this journey about showing him that even as a mother, even as a parent, that we can do this as a family, like we can go after it. And also that there's value in going after your goals. Like, I don't know if I'll win a gold medal or not. I want to, of course, I'm doing everything I can, but if it doesn't happen, I want to show him that there's still value in going after it and being on this journey. Wow, that's amazing. I read your story about how you were able, to, you were traveling with him and you had to hand him over at a finish line. And it was just the most sweetest thing I've seen. You know, it was beautiful. Fortunately, he really likes bobsled races. Um, oh, really? And so my, yeah, my husband's been great. I don't know, because it's a lot of noise and a lot of different colors with the sleds. And, uh -huh. you know, so he liked it. Um, I think it's, we're in Beijing now. I think it's it's killing him not being able to go to the track uh, yeah. just with our COVID bubble and everything like that. But yeah. I'll come home and I'll show him my videos of what I did in training that day and he'll watch. And, and so it's been really fun. And how exciting is the addition of the monobob? It is super exciting to have new uh, this new monobob addition, um, this new discipline. So two opportunities at the games to medal. Um, it is going to be a race, though. Like it is, those sleds drive like nothing I've ever driven before. They're somewhere <laughs> between a skeleton and a bobsled, so wow. um, they're pretty interesting. They skid. They're the hydroplane basically like they're pretty pretty exciting so it's going to be a really good race i don't have much experience driving a monobob so i'm looking forward to the challenge but i do recognize it is going to be a challenge but mm. challenges never stop me from going after it so i'm looking forward to it mm. and what's your relationship like with kylie who went from rival to teammate yeah so i think the biggest thing is like we're always going to be competitors mm -hmm. um regardless of whether she was competing for canada or the u.s you know my charge is always to be on top of the podium, um, number one. And so, you know, we were at each other's weddings. And so we have this great relationship off the ice, but on the ice, we're fierce competitors and we're going to do whatever it takes to win, but then help each other win the silver medal, whoever is behind. Um, and so, uh, it is definitely, our relationship has changed now that we compete for the same country and, and, you know, resources are limited. Mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, so we're competing for some of the same resources, but we're both fierce competitors. And I think both of us would like it to be a situation where things are decided on the ice and then wow. off the ice, we can go hang out. Nice. And you competed on a ton Achilles at the Pyeongchang Olympics and still made the final. And you battled back from concussions, racial, racial inequalities, and you've come back from a very difficult pregnancy. In what way do you live? for the fight in bobsleigh? You know, um, I think now the journey has really changed for me. Um, mm. I think before it was so much focused on, you know, I've got to fight for this gold medal. I've got to fight to do everything I can to win this medal. And yes, I'm still fighting to win that medal, but I think the fight has now been 
really changed from that outcome to the journey is everything that we've overcome and everything that we've been through. Um, we're just enjoying the ride. So this year, uh, my charge is to go out there and enjoy every single time I get out on the ice in every single race. And, you know, if I'm blessed enough to make the Olympic team, God willing, I'm going to enjoy every single moment of these games. Yeah. And if it is the end of my career, which I don't know yet, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, <laughs> I'm going to make sure that is the most fun I've ever had in a bobsled. And what have you learned about yourself during your bobsled career? I think I've learned about myself during my bobsled career is that I am stronger than I ever imagined. Um, you know, you go through these things um, as an athlete, whether it's whether it's physical, whether it's mental, whether it's all these different things. And until you take a step back and, and have a second to look at it, you don't really realize how strong you are and, and you have this resilience built up. Uh, through all the things you've overcome. And so I'm confident that my experiences in bobsled are going to serve me the rest of my life and they're going to allow me to overcome whatever the world has ahead. Um, you know, because I'm I'm not naive. I'm a very blessed person to be an athlete. Like it, mm -hmm. it's a very, you know, as hard as bobsled is, as blue collar and as cold and hardworking as we are as bobsledder, like it's pretty cool to be 37 years old and be an athlete. You know, exactly. there's harder things in the world. And I, I imagine my life there's going to be harder things ahead and i'm confident that the skills i've learned in bob said the resiliency the strength that i've gained is going to help me for the rest of my life and that's all anybody can really ask for in athletics is that you've gained the skills that will serve you the majority of your life which is yet to come after a after athletic career and elena uh, you're also very keen on working with students from underprivileged areas. Why is this so important for you? It's so important for me because I believe everybody deserves an opportunity. Um, you know, I think so much of what happens in this world is just because somebody took a chance on somebody or somebody had an opportunity and they took advantage of it. And the more we can provide people with opportunities, regardless of where they come from, regardless of who they are, the better the entire world is going to be. You know, who knows? the next Einstein, who knows where the next Einstein is going to come from? You know, it might come from somebody living in a underserved community. It might come from somebody living in a, a rural area um, that doesn't have much science or technology funding, but we need to give resources or provide resources and opportunities to those areas because children in general have so much to offer. They have so much potential. And if we can allow them to maximize potential, I believe the world will be a better place. Mm. And what would winning that elusive Olympic gold medal mean to you? I think now winning that gold medal would be so amazing, especially because I would have the opportunity to hang it on my son's neck. Um, and, you know, I can't think of a better way to close out these games and this this chapter of my life than, than to have those gold medals. And, you know, I'm going to do everything I can to fight for it. I'm going to do everything I can to work for it. And we'll see what happens. Like, I'm in it to go after it. And if I wasn't in the ability, if I wasn't capable of going after it and going for it, I probably would have retired long ago. Elena, it's been so nice. Nice chatting nice with you as well. You and all the best. Olympic, Olympic Channel, Channel Podcast. Big thanks to Eve and to Alana. You can follow Eve on Twitter as Evelyn Water and Alana is E-A-M Slider 24 on Twitter. The 24 there is numerical, by the way. Okay, that's it for now. Stay safe, stronger together and see you very soon. Think like an Olympian. Olympian.